What up, people? It's Keith Linda coming to you guys. It's like 12 o'clock on like on like Wednesday the 3rd of um, June. And I did a podcast the other day and I talked about kid stuff before and and getting the birds up. I No, actually I went live and talked about it, but I'm going to talk about this a little more to, the pop, to my podcast listeners. Um, when you get up a lot of pigeons, this is what you do. And do you something to think about. First, you got to understand that after your first and second kit, first and or second kit has been established, all the other birds are just fillers for those kits. Look at it like that. Look at it like those are just fillers for your A team and your B team. Look at it like that. Um, personally, I don't believe in flying hen kits and cock kits. I believe in putting the best 20 birds together, period, whether they're hens or cocks. I know I probably expressed this before, whether 17 cocks, three hens, or vice versa. No matter how it turned out, I put the best working birds with the best chemistry together. That's why I put, um, I don't feel it's necessary, but, but to some people, they think it's necessary with their birds. Well, my birds are not necessary to have a cock kit and a hen kit. It's not necessary, but after you establish your first and second team, and you say you have um, 40 to 50 birds left over. Just fly those birds hard right there. And those birds are just in case birds or birds that can move out birds from your B team or your A team. Okay, look at, look at it like this. Those of you who know how sports work, how the sports world work. You have your professional teams, NBA, NFL, NBL, either one. Soccer, no matter which one it is. But soccer is a little different, so we're not going to use soccer. We can use baseball, basketball, and football. Just say that. You have your pro team, then you have your college teams. No, you have your pro team, then you have your, your D League team or your, um, your minor league teams, farm league teams, whatever you want to call it. And then you have the college and high school teams. Imagine your main kit is your is your your pro team your your b kit is your your d league or farm team and then everything else is high school and college which which is where everybody recruit from right or you could say an overseas team instead of a it's your b team whatever you want to put it but everybody recruits from there everybody recruits from high school and everybody recruit from college right or you have just walk-ons so in pigeons you got your first kit, second kit, or A kit, or B kit, whatever you want to call them. Then you got the other birds. Now, it's possible for birds from your your um, your other birds, not your B team, to go straight from your B team, straight from that team into your A team. It's possible. But I would suggest you put it in your B team first and see if it can hang with them. See if it can just hang, hang with them. See how to act with those birds first. And then if it proved to be good enough there then you move it to your A team but you gotta move somebody out now the bird you move out depending on the reason why you move it out should go down to your B team what that does is make your B team stronger cause now you got a veteran bird in there that knows the ropes knows what to do even though it might not be doing to a high level it knows what to do it's solid it's a good kit bird homing this thing is good and everything so they make that kit a little stronger now let's just say that bird gets moved out of that kit by another bird 
Do you get rid of the bird? No, you move the bird, move that bird again down to the team where your college, where your college and high school birds are. But the thing is, now that bird is really a trainer. He's training those birds on what to do, which makes them stronger. You got another bird that's a, that's a, that's a vet that knows what to do, knows the ropes, knows how to survive away from the hawks to a certain degree, and knows how to get back home. So that makes that kit a little stronger as well. So you say, then you move a bird up to your A team. Say it works well with your B team, but not your A team. Okay, now you put it back in the B team. You don't get rid of it, put it back in your B team. Make your B team stronger. So now if your A team have a mishap, instead of moving birds to your A team, you fly your B team. And your B team should be a, a couple of clicks off your A team. Now your B team should be just as good as um, the a medium flyer's kit. I mean, that's how you got to build them. You got to build them like that, fellas. You got you got to think on those levels. You got to think that big. But you got to build them there. You can't talk about them being there. You can't assume they're there. You got to build them and make sure they are there. So, so now you got that established. A and B are, fil- are filtered and filled by everything else. Your C, D, whatever you want to call your other team. Third kit, fourth kit, whatever you want to call them. But the only kids that really, really matter, really, are your A and B teams. Those are the kids that really, really matter. I was fortunate enough to have a third team that could compete with most guys. I was just fortunate because I, when I built, I, I flew birds. I bred and flew birds. I flew a lot of birds, fellas. I, I got them up. That's why it's so important to get as many birds up as possible. Give yourself options. Can you imagine if NBA teams can only pick players that played in their cities? A high school pick players that played just for they in their in their in their cities. Were they supposed to be the schools they're supposed to go to? A lot of teams would never have gotten good. Same thing. You got to build that, build that base down there at the bottom so you can have a lot of birds to choose from, a lot of prospects coming in that you can move around. Something about this, those prospects down at the bottom, they're not recruited. They are bred by you. So you control those prospects. You control which prospects to have. You control all of that. And that's where your breeding come in. But, but that's what, that's what I'm trying to get you guys to see how to build these, get be, have, have birds around. See, what you guys do, a lot of guys do is, a lot of you guys do it, and some guys will say, I don't. You guys get, you guys be several pigeons, but only, only concentrate on getting one kid up. <clears throat> get one kid up, get another kid up, get another kid up, get all the birds up. And keep filling kids, keep them kid boxes filled to capacity. Not overcrowded, just to capacity. Capacity means that if there's 24 birds in there, if you hold 24 birds, put 25. That's one extra pigeon. That's not going to hurt anything. Trust me, it's not going to hurt anything. Trust me, by in two weeks, that bird, it's going it's to filter down anyway. Something's going to happen, and it'll filter down anyway, the way things go. And you keep doing that. <clears throat> make sure. Every time you move birds up to another kid and make that kid full, it opens up it space for more young birds to come in. That's why I don't really take birds from people most like most most of the time, unless they're out of my birds to fly my kits. I don't want them. I, I got my own prospects coming in. If I use your bird, then that's one less perch for my birds. I mean, that's how I look at it. Unless it's birds out of my birds, I just want to see them myself. I want to fly them myself. I want to see firsthand because what I what I think is good, or what you think is good, may not be what I think is good, or vice versa. It can work both ways. Go give me some eat real quick. So remember, first kit, second kit, 
Everything else is fillers for those first and second kids. You got to keep thinking like that. Keep thinking like that. That way you keep moving birds up. You keep having an empty kid box or a kid box that don't have that many birds we can always move birds into. So what if the if the filler's not rolling as good as some of the other ones yet? You, the whole thing is get them up and fly in the train. The biggest problem, like, like I said, is you guys don't have enough birds up trained and flying and trained. They can't get up to roll if they're not flying. So you might say, well, them birds not to roll, but they're never going to get into the road if you don't fly. Those ones you need to fly the most. The ones that are down the road, those are the birds you fly the most. But you got to fly your main teams the most and barely fly the young teams. It should be the opposite. You fly your main birds less and fly the young teams harder. Because look, let me tell you what happens when you fly your old team less. When you fly your old team less, they stay pretty much almost in shape, ready to, ready to roll. Right? Also, you have less losses. So if you fly them three times a week, that's another four days a week that they're not getting hit or chased or you're not losing birds. See what it does? Because right now, I don't think it's going to be too many competitions this year. They said a national flyer was going to take place, but I don't, it don't look like it is, but they say it is. I would say, if for our area, we should, I don't think we should fly in it because ain't nobody ready for it. If you ain't ready to win it, why fly in it? I mean, you're just doing just to get master fly points. Well, I need some master fly points, but I'm not going to fly just to be flying in it. Because I want to win it. <clears throat> but we should fly. We're, we're calling next year. We we geared right now. We set for next year. If we fly these birds hard we breed this year, I mean, fly them hard as long as we can. As much as we can for as long as we can. We'll be all right for next year. And you're talking about, well, but the hawk come. Yeah, the hawk going to hit everybody. I just lost a bird a couple of days ago. A good one, young one. That was coming in really nice. I just moved up to the other group. And Falcon went through there and caught it. Y'all be like, oh, man. It's hard for me to build this kit. But I still got young birds. I still got prospects. So I'm flying. I'm working them suckers. I mean, the first day on the roof a couple of days ago, they took us, scared them. Cooper chased them. Guess what? They all came back to the roof. And they was only on there one day for like an hour. And the next day, they just took off and they on flight flew again trying to kit. I mean, they just, that's just, that just happened. And yesterday, I made them fly. So now they're flying. So every day, they're going to get flown. So they're going to be, they're the only birds that be flown today. All the group won't get flown today. They're the only ones to be flown today. But I'm just saying that to get you guys open, man, because I need you guys to step up. I need you guys to step up and put the birds up. Stop holding these birds in the cage. Because if you hold them in tomorrow, I don't want to lose them. Guess what's going to happen when you do start flying? You're going to lose them. It's going to be even harder to hold them home. It gets harder. Um, try to keep them, but try to keep them to the point where they can fly. Having them and they're not flying is like not having them at all. Deuce, I got five kits. Okay, how many of them you got flying? Oh, I only got one flying. Well, you only got one kit. The other, one, the other one's just birds in the cage. They ain't flying and the kit flying. They're not a kid. They're just birds in the cage. And then you go to the next year with them same birds. I got five holdover kids. Yeah, but you got three kids that never even been out. So it's like, that's worse than starting from with babies. That's worse. They've never been out. And they five, six, seven months old. That's worse. So get them birds out, fellas. Get them out. Get them up. Get, get them out first. Take your time. Trim them. 
get them to where you need them to be and get them in the air. If you got a roof, thing is, get them settled. Settled mean they're not scary, scary and jumpy. They're comfortable in the backyard or wherever they are. Get them to the top of the loft or top of the roof, garage roof, whatever you want them to land. Get them there. Make sure they get there every day for at least three or four days. If they get there for three or four days without being flown, scared up, when they do get scared up, they'll know how to get back to the roof. They'll know that spot. So if you got, whatever you're, you're, you got a landing board, landing pop pole, landing wire, whatever it may be, you got to get them to that spot where you want them to land. So when the time comes, they get scared, they're going to get back there. So with that being said, get, greet them, get them out, get them up, and do your recruiting stage, level by level. All right, keep them out, roll the agenda, peace. What up? Good evening. Good evening. The Roller Agenda listeners. Good evening to you all. Yeah, I'm coming out um another little segment right here. Uh hmm, what are we gonna talk about? I'm gonna I'm gonna go over something real quick that somebody keep asking me to talk about, but they keep asking me to talk about different medications and stuff like that. Um I'm not a doctor, so I can't really really go into that with a whole lot of detail. Um, I made my pills. It started off just—it started off to be just for fertility. Now I found out that the other, the other properties involved that made them successful in dealing with birds. They just go on light, whether, whether it's older birds or younger birds. So a lot of people get them to to help with their younger birds or whatever birds that's going light or whatever. And some people use it for fertility, and some people use it for both. Um, basic stuff: wormer, canker, coccidiosis. That's the basic stuff. Warmer. Um, they all work to some degree. I use Ivomec. Uh, they used to have one called Tramisol. I'm not even sure if they didn't sell it anymore. They used to work pretty, pretty good. Um, Jazz have one. It's pretty much um, hyperazine. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, they call it RPW. If they still have that, that works really well. Um, it depends on what worms you have, but all they all work to a certain degree. Uh, then you have canker, all the canker medicines work. It's best to switch up between, I can never pronounce that word, uh, the different canker medicines. But it's different ones, so you can use, it's like three different ones. I think there's three. Um, M-Trio and Spartrix and Canker X and all those work. I would say use a different one every time you use it. Like, you only use it too much, especially during the breeding season, unless you see the infection. What I do if I get a, a baby bird that has canker, something you get in the nest, that means the parent or parents shed too much of the organism to the babies and cause the canker to grow. But they gotta pass it to them to a certain degree naturally so they get immunity to it. Sometimes when the parents are stressed, they pass too much, whatever it may be. What I do is I get a little pinch, small. First of all, I pull the canker out, throw. I get something to pull it out as much as possible. Now I get a small pinch and drop it straight down the baby's throat. And I do both babies. And then what I would do is I would get a pinch and give both parents a pinch. That's it. Just that one time. And I wouldn't do it anymore. And that pretty much pretty much it always be it always takes care takes care of it. 
coxliosis. Uh, what's the stuff? Summit used to work really well. Corey works really well, really, really well. And there are others you can hit jazz up or foys or any supply place. Uh, what's that one called? Uh, MedPet. And all the people up there probably direct you to somebody have it. They all pretty much work well too. How to recognize coxidiosis? One way to recognize it, people say lime green chop droppings, yes, that's one way. Another way is when birds don't hold the weight, even though you feed them, it gets either. Three things canker, coxidiosis, or worms. It's one of those three. So you can make a little small solution where you give one fourth, one fourth of each, mix them together, give it to the birds. Or you can just treat them separately. Or you can buy a four, a three and one. But if you use a three and one or four and one, I suggest you use uh, what's the stuff? Intero Plus with it. It tells you on the bag to use Intero Plus as well. People just ignore that part, I guess. So put that back in there. You know. Um, vaccines. I don't vaccinate for salmonella because. You never can totally get that out of a pigeon. If you vaccinate for that year, they still can get it that year if they come in contact with it. They might just be better to fight it off. I'm not even sure how long that even lasts. The vaccine lasts in their system. I'm not even sure. But I know they don't stop them from getting it. They can stop them from getting it maybe that season, maybe. Paramyxovirus, they discontinued PMV1. They got this other stuff out. I'm not sure how it worked. Haven't used it. Um, haven't vaccinated my bird last time. I was 2000. 17, you know, they stopped telling PMV1, I vaccinated right then, all the birds, that haven't given sense. Um, so that's all I we going to say about messing, you keep your cages clean, you know, dry, um, Santa Coop helps disinfect cages real well, they said, Nova Sand does the same thing, um, bleach don't work like everybody think it works, it works to a certain degree, but you need to rinse bleach off out because it, it, it forms a, a residue which later on the film could develop spores as, as well it gets weak you know you don't do any good so you gotta be careful with bleach I mean it's a whole lot of different stuff um, pine is really good especially pine is really good for parasites too you can make a little spray bottle spray your wood with pine it kind of helps and it I think, I think it might help with termites as well. It might. I'm not sure yet. I ain't done enough research on that. But anyway, that's back to there for the meds and stuff like that. So let's move on. I'm going to take a little break real quick and I'll come back. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Look, check this out. I was um, listening to Choo Choo, my boy Choo Choo, go live. And he kind of like this NES for some reason. I don't know why he felt the need to this NES on a live form. Like this NES. Hmm. My thing is on that is, I'm not saying he was right. Or, I, I feel he was wrong. But whatever reason he had to do it is his reason. But I feel he was wrong. Because in this hobby, excuse me, we got to learn how to build each other up, not tear each other down. The only time I really try to, I, I, I try not to tear people down. What I do is, if they talk trash to me, I try to present them with facts. 
and everybody can't take facts being thrown at them, even if they, no matter how true they are. But facts are just that. They are facts. It's what really happened, what really, what's really happening, what's really taking place, and they can't handle it. Now, the choo-choo and Jose Maldonado situation. Hmm. I don't know what was said to start it, but he, he, he downrated a club. We never do that. We're trying to build each other up. That's my. I'm trying to build everybody up. We still don't get it. We still trying to fight within. We can't keep doing that. We need a little more unity. A little more. Then we're going to get a little more and a little more until we're strong. We are not as strong as we should be. Can be. I, I can't stress that enough. I'm always going to say that, but we don't. We're not. Because situation like this, he's shooting them down, tearing them apart. I mean, I mean, there's no need for that. Why we just can't just... And when somebody tries to tear you down, if they tear you down, you ain't got to fight back. You ain't got to clap back, bite back. That's just their opinion, okay? Now what you do is, you concentrate on what's going on in your yard. You guys have a big stage to, to display what you really have come up, come up soon in a month or so. I suggest that the argument industry be focused on that. And I suggest you line your your loft or your backyard with cadets. Not cadets, cadets. Because we have kidbirds, I call them cadets. I'm writing a little story and I, I use the term cadets. Like cadets, it's called cadets. So, with that being said, line your loft with cadets. Soldiers. Those are soldiers. Like, I can't stress enough how important it is. Like, like when China said to the United States, we can, they can put a million men on the battlefield, we can kill them all, but they can put another million men back on the battlefield the next day and say, can the United States do that? That's some powerful stuff right there. Now, I'm going to say it like this. That's some powerful shit right there. That is powerful. And that make you think, so he wouldn't lose a million men until he put another million men on them. But can we match that? And that's how you got to think when it comes to your birds. You trying to get rid of I see all everybody flying a kit, 16 birds, another kit. No, I don't, I don't see that. I see a kit, 16 birds, small fly kit, 17 birds, minus fly kit, 19 birds. How come I see you got a fly kit of 16? Then another kit of 17, 18, going up. Another kit of 20 going up. That's how you got to put them up there. I know it's hard because, like me, I had a kit of 25, then I had a kit of 27, now I have a kit of 20, and a kit of 18, and another kit of 27. Like that, because they get them. I know that, but you got to keep putting them up there. And like, I, like you see, I said, look, I had my birds from last year. I don't see the Falcon took at least seven of the ones that was my kid from last year. They gone, but I got youngsters to replace them. Then it takes them, and then another one replaces them. You got to keep putting them up there so they can always replace. Now, the problem with, with most, that most guys run into is. They don't have that many birds coming to the row that quick. But I'm going to tell you one thing. They will never come into the row like they should come into the row if you're not getting them up. I'm watching what's going on. I'm watching everybody flying these big kids. That's fine. That's what you got to do. Get them up. Let's get them up. And then separate them. But then keep flying other kids harder. The birds that's doing less wrong, they need to be flown harder. Not the birds that's doing all the roll. Flown, flown hard, 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 but not harder than the ones that's not rolling. 
So this is this this is uh, something just going out to Jose. Jose, you got a nice little young kid going. I need I need to see that that second and third group getting up there. I need you to concentrate on that. Get them up there. Choo Choo is calling you guys out because you got the soldiers. Now, if his soldiers can perform on Friday, that's another thing. But he do have soldiers. I've I seen them. If you guys got to say, he, he's getting them up. So you got to take that in mind. So are you really prepared to fly against him? Because what if one of your two or three of your soldiers get taken down? You lose them in battle before you get to the actual war. Now you don't have enough to compete, so get them up there. Same energy used to get them other ones up. Get some more up. Get them up. You guys got to get them birds up. Because before you guys know it, the Royal Rumble going to be here. And then before you know it again, the World Cup going to be here. Yes, the World Cup is right right around the corner. Yes, this is June. So you got July, August, and probably part of September. Maybe all of September. And then lockdown. Then come out of lockdown, train a few months, then the World Cup. Because right now, the World Cup is going to be on. I know it's going to be on. Because everybody's going to be too restless from not flying the fall fly. But we got to get ready. So, I'm saying I'm doing this right here just to build everybody back up. NES, don't worry about it. Just, just worry about your birds. When people just talk trash to me, I just be quiet. Say, okay. I let them talk. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for fly day. Preparing for fly day. Preparing for fly day. Still talking to us. Okay. Okay. And when fly day come, you stick your foot so far down their throat, they're going to be choking off over for, t- for 10 years. And that's how you got to do it. You ain't got to say nothing. Can your birds come out there and, and do what they're supposed to do at a higher level than you expected and than they expected? Guess what they do? They shut the fuck up. You ain't got to talk shit. You ain't got to say, I did this. You ain't got to say nothing. Because the birds have already said it. And if they keep talking shit, say, okay, you get another chance. You, you, you get another chance. Then they get another chance. Do it again. And that's how you got to keep doing it. If you plan on trying to beat the best, I beat the best, beat the top, guess what happens? Everybody else falls under you. Everybody, if you beat the best. Everybody. So you ain't got to single nobody out. I mean, people, they get kids, they start feeling real good. They don't got to understand this. Always somebody might be a little bit better. Kids flying and kids rolling is not the same. But you got to have them flying in order to get them rolling. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to put none of the NES. I like the NES. All the NES guys I met, all cool with me. I got much love for I got much love for all clubs, pretty much. I don't knock no club. I just go by what I see. But NES and Choo Choo is not an NES and S and Secret Society. It's not an SSRC issue. It's a Choo Choo issue. So don't take it out on SSRC. Choo Choo, if you have a problem with somebody in NES, you should address that person. Or just being quiet, just let your bird speak for you. One thing I know is when people have to speak for their birds, their birds not doing too much. When people always got to talk their birds up, their birds not doing too much. At least 90% of the time, maybe 95% of the time. 
Because you got to talk about your birds. I mean, you got make you got to talk them into the role. <coughs> Excuse me. That means they're not doing that much. So what you got to do is stop talking. Let the birds talk. Just that simple. And by doing so, you get more respect. I, mean, I, might, I may not have been um, liked when I was really, really, really competing, but I was respected. They can help but give me respect. They had to. Because I made sure when I was training and selecting and breeding the fly, I, I made sure that the birds demanded it. I made sure. There's a lot of people never really seen a kid of my actually most of the guys today that's really in the state never really seen my kids. They never really seen one. I I think that's one of the real reasons why they why the guys talk so much. Cause they had to see if they had to seen those kits, you would understand what it takes and what a real kit look like. They either, they, I was the only person that had the kids like that in LA, yes. And then you have some dudes came close that was pretty decent. But at their best, nobody, nobody here in LA was on that level when they were at their best. When they have a mediocre fly or a bad fly, yeah, they was right there. But at their best, they were separated from everybody else. Nobody even came close in LA. Nobody. Um, we talking about at their best. I'm gonna say at their best. I mean, 700 plus. How many people you know to score 500? Have you seen a kid score five? You probably haven't. But that's just to say that you guys all can do that. It's harder now. So your percentage rate for your birds have to be higher. This, this, everything that's going on right now with the hawks and everything is forcing you to have to breed a higher percentage of good birds. So your pairs, to be competitive, your pairs have to produce 65% or better. As far as far as quality pigeons, they have to. Every six and a half birds gotta be quality off out of ten. Have to be. Right now, dudes are depending on too many old birds to make their to make everything work for them. They depend on too many old birds. And that's a problem. Depend on too many old birds. I don't like to depend on old birds, but I will keep some around. When, when old birds are really, really that good, and they can make you see, old birds come become valuable when they can produce producers. That's when I think an old bird is really valuable. When an old bird can produce more producers. See, because now. He didn't show you can produce birds in the kit. Now you gotta see if, see if he can produce more producers. Like my 1135 inch sheep throws a lot of birds that can produce in a higher percentage. That's why she did, because she makes good breeders. And she, she's done it on several different mates, which is why she got that title in there. She's one of the queens in that law. You know what I'm saying? So, by me knowing that, I always take her to birds to have one of the traits I think she lacked personally or her. She her she lacked to me a consistency in depth. But 
she had commitment to where she throws commitment. You know what I mean? So if a bird is 20 feet, she, she make her birds commit on a break. They just give it up and they, they do it regular. But her herself was only 10, 15 feet. She never was that deep. Hard working bird, nice stylish bird, good speed. She had good speed, but she throws birds that can throw, they have great speed. That's why I always say your best spinners don't come off your, your fastest spinners. Your best spinners don't your best spinners don't come off your fastest birds. That's what I mean to say. <clears throat> but she throws some really good spinning pigeons and, and they can produce it. And they really, really active, kit sensitive. That's her trait. That's her strength. And that's why I make sure I have birds off her in the loft. I try to fly. Only was I didn't the bird she was on last year. I lost, I had two that was going good and I lost them. And I knew for a fact, like I told my buddy D. Brown, I said, D. Brown, when somebody get these, they, I'm not getting these back. If they lost, I lost, I said, I lost those two that did the Falcon. I only think the Falcon caught one. I had three red grizzles. And only three, only birds didn't come back when that kid got hit was the three red grizzles, but one got taken. I don't know if it was her baby or another bird baby, but all three of them didn't come back. That's why I said, whoever got them birds, if they got if they got them, they're they not giving those back. Once they see them spin, they're not giving them back. I don't care. It had to be one of my homie homies. And I know people out there got them. I know somebody that's listening to these, um, these podcasts got one or two. I mean, I wouldn't even want them back now. It's too, they had, they've been gone too long. There was only one bird I was looking for some years ago. It was a one I call it 100% stuff, a little red check badge. I, I, I had to show at the park. Somebody got it. I needed that bird, but now I don't. I, I got. I figured out which ones I need to keep. So I have one cock and two hens, three hens now off that same stuff. And they all been producing, so I'm good. I'm really good. I'm really, really, really good. But um, so the reason why I tell you guys these stories, I want you guys to know some of the stuff I went through. I'm still going through and I'm no different from you I'm just a fancier I'm just years before you that's all um, I was hungry at a, my first I was hungry to get real good at a, when I first got into the hobby and I introduced to the world of kid competition by Rayvon Hall and Bruce Hall Bruce Hall was the one that nominated me to be an ICRC and that's how I got that's that's how I got like Bruce Hall nominated me and they voted yes. You know what's funny? When I got voted in ICRC, I was a rookie. And all you can hear all the guys talk about it's crazy. All the guys that talk that talk trash were the guys that weren't never doing anything. Oh, just another butt to kick. Oh, another person beat up on. Oh, another this, this, this. Oh yeah, well, we we gonna, we gonna really introduce you to this hobby. So Bruce Hall says, if I was you guys, I wouldn't talk. You guys haven't seen his kids. Like that. So Rayvon, Bruce, Juan, Ray, Ray, okay, Rayvon and Bruce were want to see my kids at that time. Juan hadn't seen them yet, but Juan didn't say anything. Juan didn't say anything. Frank didn't say anything. We we're at Frank House at the meeting. Sam Smith, uh, this dude named Joe, Eddie Scott didn't say to didn't say nothing either. Who was it? Uh, Craig Wiggs. And somebody else talking, talking trash. Oh, yeah, 
I didn't whip my butt. And I said, okay. So I just stayed ready. And as a rookie, I came in and I beat him. And I came in this next year and beat him even worse. And the third year, I came in second to Ray Vaughn, but I was doing other stuff though at that time. And the fourth year, another th- third place. Then I didn't get no trophy. Kind of moved, moved away, I think. Something happened. Well, I was out there. I was in my hustle on whatever it was. Then I came back, came in second, then I left. And I came back and won again. But anyway, it's just a certain drive I had. And I always try to figure out why my birds couldn't do this and why they, why they couldn't do that and why I need them to do this and how can I get them to do this. I always try to figure all that out. So right now, my, my journey right now is trying to find the birds that can give me the highest percentage as far as pairs. And right now, I'm at the about 80, 70, I'm going to say 70 some percent. So if I breed 10, I'm going to breed 7.5 real good ones out of, out of, out of 10 out of pair, per pair. I got that good, most of, well, most of the pairs. Not all of them, but most of them. I've, I feel I've gotten that, that good right now. Just got to keep them. Just got to keep them a little bit longer. I mean, I have them replacing replacements like quick, but they're making it a little rough. You understand? You guys understand? Um, so let's go back to the club thing. So I support all clubs. All clubs. All of them. I mean, there's no club I say, I don't like that club. I don't like these guys. I, I don't really feel that way about pigeon people. That's one thing some of us have in common. And sometimes well, some of us have more things in common besides pigeons, but that's the one thing I know we have in common. So I'm not going inter- to mess with that. I'm not going to interfere with that. I want that to keep sm- flowing smoothly. So NES, you guys got my support. Whatever you need, if I can do it, you guys got it. Um, Desert Storm, same thing. And South Central, uh, West Side Spinners, the hell is that? Secret Society. Uh, what the hell is that club? I can't never remember that. Remember that club? There were so many damn clubs. A Swad club. Uh, citywide. Citywide Rollers. Same thing. Got my respect. It's CSRA. Got my respect and support. Everybody got my support. You're a club like that, and you positive. You got my PRC. Even though you guys are a little not on the same page we on, but you guys are still promoting the Birmingham World to the fullest. So you guys have my my support as well. TPRC always got my support, my club. ICRC, even though it's not a club right now. Oh, think about that. I'm thinking about doing a, a fly next year, a memorial fly. It's called it's called, called a Fallen Fencer. Memorial fly. So all the fansters, so I don't I won't leave out this it's gonna for all the fallen fansters that we have. You know, Rayvon, Johnny Red, you know what, all of them. That that passed that passed away. And we're gonna do that fly. And the and the fee's only gonna be enough to cover the individual trophy that we passed, the, the person win, and the perpetual trophy. So you'll get a trophy that's yours to keep. A perpetual trophy gonna get made to pass around. And, and take care of the judge. 
That's the only thing the feed's gonna take care of. That's it. So we figured it out. Like I, I ordered a trophy, figured it out. It's simple trophy. I know I can figure out much trophies cost, but um, we're gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put that in effect. It's gonna be a fallen fancy memorial fly. So it's gonna cover all our fanciers that fell, that passed away, all of them. Not just in the certain ones, all the ones, all of them. And we're going to start it here in Los Angeles first. Or then we, you know, Los Angeles, LA and LA counties first. And we can, we, we can make it go nationwide if we can. Fallen Fancy Memorial Fly. We're going to do that. That's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to get that cracking. Clip a ship. I will bring that back in 2021. I will not judge it. It's, as long as I'm working around my hours of work, I will not judge it. Because right now, if I had to if I had to do that, if I did that fly next year, uh, what's their club? I'm not even sure what their club really is. I can't remember. The club with um uh damn, it's a club. One club, I dropped the ball on that. I was judging. I just got work and I was tired and I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> but I would give that club a free entry. The whole club. Just the members that were in the club at the time. New members, I'm, I can't accommodate them. Well, you know what? I would accommodate them. as many members they had before. The same amount of members, I would accommodate them. That's what I would do for that club. Uh, that was the club with Raul Medina in it. So if I did, they would get a free entry. But I don't want to judge it. It's too much work. It's too much, a little too much to do. And you got then I got to do the show and the, and the awards. No, no, it's too much. A little too much. But, I, but they would get a free entry at that club. Or as many members they had flying at, at that time, that many members would get in free. So if they paid for 10, 10 fly free. And they had to make sure they paid for the other ones. I'll do that for them. I dropped the ball on that, but not, not, I apologize for that. But I was tired. I thought because I drank coffee, I was going to be able to hang, but I couldn't hang. Because I was doing it so many weekends in a row and so many days in a row, I was doing it. At that time, I was doing the park and my job. And I and I was judging Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I was already working from um, getting off at 6 o'clock all those days and then going to try to judge patrons by 6.30. And they'd be up the whole day. So it was kind of strain on myself. I did that. I caused that. So... I would give that club. What club was that club? It wasn't High Desert. Not High Desert. It wasn't um, Burlington Club. It was another club. But anyway, whatever it was, Raul Medina, that was the person, the contact person. Anyway, get past that. So I support all you guys. You guys have luck flying them. We're gonna do a few flies. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a cancer fly. We're gonna fly for cancer or we're gonna fly, fly fly for either breast cancer or childhood cancer or something. We're gonna do something positive. And all the proceeds will be donated. I mean, we gotta do that. We gotta do stuff like that. That's the stuff that's how we build our build our backing to get support to, to fight and we get to fight against these people with the Falcons to get them removed. Or the fight to do to get smarter, do research to find out who's releasing these falcons. Because I don't think all these falcons are being released by the government. I think people have their personal falcons. They let them go on people's kids because the way they hunt, they hunt different. They don't hunt like a normal falcon. 
on their teams, and we see seen them flop. One of them have a tether. See if they, if that's the case, they are they're in just as much trouble as you are. If we kill it, if they let them go, they in trouble too. If you can find out who it is, if you can find out that person, they will lose their Falcon and their license. So, just just a little something put you put them out put you put out there for you guys. But so clubs, keep your head up. I support you guys. Choo choo, stop putting people down, man. Lift people up, find, lift them up. Um, it's not about putting them down. If you want to put them down, beat them down in the air. You ain't got to talk about it. If you, if you, stand, if you put this, put your hand out there and challenge them to a fly, the challenge has already been said. All you got to do is say yes or no. All they got to do is say yes or no. If they say no, that's it. For a rumble fly, you, you're going to do it there, you do it there. Ain't nothing to talk about. We don't want to build animosity amongst our hobby. Let's just fly some good birds and have fun. With that being said, Keith London, Roller Agenda out.